art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Let's go to the bar. Welcome to the Romance Bar. Hello, Gata. Hello, Colleen. How are you this evening, Gata? I am all right. How are you? I am good. I am drinking a diet root beer because, you know, I'm fancy like that. What are you drinking, Gata? Um, I'm drinking. My drink of choice for tonight is a soda. <laughs> I don't want to say we don't we we don't would would the brothers drink it is the question they would mix it with stuff probably yeah yeah they would definitely mix it with stuff i drink it the way it is (laughs) yes you also drink your coffee black too i do drink my coffee black yes like my soul because it's you know (laughs) soul is black Eh, it's fine. I, I told a coworker that you drink your coffee black, and I said, yeah, she even likes Turkish coffee, and she goes, whoa, that's strong stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I drink it uh, black and no sugar, and even Turkish coffee black, no sugar. It's rare when I put sugar in my coffee. Very rare. No. Um, well, I don't put sugar in. I try to just, like, sweeten it with the milk, but otherwise I will get the flavored pumps Although from our nutritionist, uh, my husband's and mine had suggested putting a little Ensure instead of coffee creamer in the oh. to give it flavor and then you get a little extra protein. So it depends. Speaking of Ensure. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I do like my macchiatos, but um, I prefer my coffee completely non-sweet, like me, because I'm not a sweet person. People think I am, but I'm not. Oh, that's a bold-faced lie. That is a bold-faced <laughs> lie, Gata. And excuse me, did you or did you not? We have news for our lovely listeners. Lovely listeners, we'd like to thank you once again for joining us on our uh, romance adventure. Uh, welcome, thank newcomer. you. If this is your first episode. Uh, Thank you to our faithful 60 listens. Uh, I know. Yay. Very, very exciting. Um, but Gata got a shout out from one particular listener, Gata. I know. I'm so excited. Um, we did our episode about uh, Die For Me uh, by the lovely, lovely Karen Rose. And she, uh, you know, I, one of the things I said on the in the episode is that I really want um, uh one Tino's of the characters, Tino. Yeah, I didn't want to say okay. um, what Tino's book because he doesn't have a book, and I that was like one of the first thing I said to Colleen, and Karen Rose tweeted at me, guys. Oh my god, um, and she said that Tino will have his book, and I'm very excited about it. So thank you so much to the lovely, lovely Miss Karen Rose. That was very sweet. I freaked out when I saw the um, tweet. So thank you so very much. It was lovely. It was. It was. It was a good freak out because it was like, oh, got said Hollywood related news about Black Panther, and then all of a sudden see that tweet from Karen Rose, and I was like, 
man, this is just like the polar opposites of like, oh, this is really sad. And then, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, and I, it was a, it was a sad day, but then it got a little bit better with that. So it was lovely. So thank you. Thank you, Karen Rose. That was very lovely. I hope she keeps listening to the pod. I mean, I hope she likes us. <laughs> you know what? I hope she does too, because we definitely will revisit, you know. We, the, de we definitely should. Yeah, we'll definitely going to revisit the um, series, um, especially when Tino has his book, because I want to read that book. <laughs> You're anxiously waiting. Well, I think maybe the next book we should do of hers then should be where you meet more of the Chicatelli family then. Definitely. That is a definite yes from me. Okay. Okay. But we need to get into our book this evening. And what book are we reading? We are reading Lover Eternal by Miss J.R. Ward. Which is book two of the Black Dagger Brotherhood series. Now, it's since, book two. Yes. Yes, it is book two. Now, since we're doing the series and the uh, running gag of the show is asking my husband what the title means but since now he knows we're doing a series we might change it up a little bit so um dear husband yes <laughs> so a little inside into what happened this week so i <laughs> was planning out our episodes of recording so i didn't want to write the title because since i asked my husband what the title means and explain it to our lovely audience, I just wrote out the character's name. And now, for those of you who are familiar with the words books, the words are not usually spelt the way you would think they'd be spelt. They usually have an H added to them. So I wrote out rage. But that's not what my husband said. What did he think it said, John? Um, because the dry erase marker and cursive looks like it melded the last two letters it looks like a cursive f so it looked to me like it said roof with an h <laughs> and he's looking at it and he's like asking how to pronounce it so i said pronounce it without the h and he goes roof it's still roof <laughs> i'm like rouge Ru <laughs> oh my roof? god Roof, roof. Rage becomes roof. Yes. Roof. Uh, so, so in Lover Eternal, where do we think Roof is going? Um, you know what? Since since I know it's part of the vampire series with the dagger. Yeah. And since I got nothing else, let's go with a continuation of last week. So Jane meets Roof. And she shares her chocolates and then a bunch of other vampires show up and they're like, we want the chocolates. And like, come on guys, you could, you could share. And Jane's like, uh, yeah, we will share the chocolate with you. And Roof and Jane share the chocolates and somehow that a dagger is involved and maybe they use it to cut the chocolate. <laughs> Roof. The I'm end. Dying. Dying. I can't. I can't, John. That was fantastic. You oh, know, and, and wait, wait. I'm not done. And the chocolate was eternal. <laughs> they oh love the chocolate eternally. Oh, 
Oh my god, that is that's the best thing ever. Thank you, John, for this. Thank you. It's I appreciate it. I'm glad I was able to, you know, wrap it up in a nice dagger with, with a dagger bow. Uh, you know, you. I wonder how long this chocolate gag could go. Because we got 17 books to cover here. Are they all the same title or do they have different titles? Because I can only go with lover so many times. Um, She Love goes it. with lover for a, a while. while. Oh, no. <laughs> well, wait. I'll try, yeah, I'll wait. try and change it up next time. Okay, wait, hold on. I can tell you right now. Let's see, because the next... Okay, so it's up until... Oh, good Lord. Yeah, Lover goes... Wait! For a while. Book 12, you have wow. a chance. So she's the she's the, the as John to John Grisham as she is to the word Lover. Yes. Yes. That's true. It is true. And the new book that's coming out in April is Back to Lover. <laughs> oh yeah yes that's true yes what does so, that have to do with black daggers listen a lot of things has to do you know oh, husband, you know what i don't this is our my... podcast <laughs> you should know okay so dear listeners maybe we should put a poll up on social media i said i think we should get my husband to listen to one of the books oh, or no. try to read one of the he doesn't have to read all of them because you know how one. well me listening to a book is gone. <laughs> but we should get him to try at least one, and then maybe get his hot take on that book. What do you think, Gata? Oh, I think yes. I'm maybe, very excited. Maybe Butch's book because that is the one where popularity surged. I don't is know. Is there chocolate in it? No. Oh. <laughs> No, no, there is. Wait, wait, wait. No, there's something yeah. else. There is chocolate involved. Well, chocolate blood. Well, we can ex because what do vampires crave post transition but chocolate and bacon? <gasps> that's true. That's true. Interesting. So, yeah, that's just that's a fun fact. We will get into in actually Butch's book, I think. Yeah. So. Until then, thanks, husband. You're welcome. Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I think I want to write the tales of Jane and this chocolate hunch. You know what? I think you Jane should. Jane and the chocolate bunch. <laughs> Jane and the chocolate brotherhood. No, that could the be wrong. No, <laughs> Jane no and comment. the chocolatiers. Oh my God, the chocolatiers. The Chocolate Squad. Chocolate Squad. Yes. I go Even though God, chocolate. I can't have chocolate. No, Aww. no. It's really sad. We can it's change it. Story. No, it's okay. Jane, Jane and, and the Halal Chicken Nuggets. <laughs> which you guys loved, which is great. Oh, my God. Happy. Those were delicious. I'm they sorry. I'm, I'm train wrecking your show. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> they did not. They were not long for this world. They lasted all of 24 hours in this apartment. I'm so happy you guys like them. I'm very happy. I'm happy you like the pesto I made for you that day. Oh, it was lovely. It was delicious. Thank you. Now, Thank it's you. funny that we're mentioning food because our character tonight is very much a foodie. Oh, he loves to eat. And he's very respectful when he eats. Oh, he's very polite. Like, he has great um, table etiquette. Yes, he does. And, and... It gets commented on in TJ Fridays of all places. 
I know. You remember our adventures to TGI Fridays, Gata? I remember. They were lovely days when we did that. <laughs> I think they that were was lovely. I think that was back when we were first discussing the Black Dagger Brotherhood was in TGI Fridays, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. So, um, if I believe, yes, I actually, I think so. I think Tina explained something to me in TGI Fridays. I couldn't understand. I know we explained some things with a fork and a knife, but that's for a later book. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. It was mortifying, but it was so good at the same time. It was great. Where, uh, yes, after work, we would go to, well, we did Applebee's for a while, and then we would go to TGI Fridays because it was right near where we worked. And we discussed the books that we were reading and series and thoughts, much like this. In very much yeah. the same form. And, you know, it was a full digestive experience. So. It was, you know what? I think it was also the company. Remember, we used to meet every month or every couple of months with everyone. It was lovely. I miss but that. Then, I know, me too. I miss meeting people. It's been but, six months. <laughs> but at least we have this where we can talk to each That's other. True. And to our fellow listeners, who are now probably like, okay, they've gone off the beaten path. <laughs> it's like we're not part of this conversation. We don't know what you guys did at TGI Fridays. Stop talking about it. Let's discuss what rage does eat at TGI Fridays. But first, let us jump back into the world of the Black Dagger Brotherhood. As we said, it is book two. And at the open of this book, it's been three weeks since Dark Lover. So that's the time frame of, you know, how long it's been since book one. So, Gada, do you want to begin us with uh, Rage? Yes, I would love to begin you with Rage. <laughs> <clears throat> what a lovely place to start. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? Um, well, we start with Butch. Butch and uh, Vicious are living together. And, and in the pit, yeah. And Butch has become this full-on, I don't know, fashionista, I guess. He's all about the clothes. He's all about the cologne and the, you know, the, he's, he's like, he found his inner fashionista and he embraced it fully. Um, and Vicious is very amused by this because it's like, he's like, I didn't know you were that kind of guy. And he's like, yeah, I like my, you know. Um, I like my clothes nice, man. Um, <laughs> and he's getting dressed very, like he's taking care of the way he looks because he wants to meet Marissa, who um, is not seeing him. She's refusing to see him. Um, which, you know, I forgot why. Um, I. But I, we'll find out in the next book. I think it's a combination of things. Um, spoiler ahead. But I think it's her brother is not that much of a help. Oh, right, right. That could be it. Yeah. So anyway, so Marissa is not, <clears throat> sorry, Marissa is not um, talking to him. So he's trying to, he's basically stalking her um, to see if she can um, talk to him. Um, and apparently you find out in the first chapter that um, Butch and Fury has this sense of style that they share. So it's, you know, it's really cute to see them talk about clothes and, oh, I'll get you. I know someone 
and uh, this is so nice and this is so soft like it's just it's so cute um i found it very funny um and then we go to uh mary yeah well rage comes in oh wait what am i doing yes, yes. rage comes in rage joins the um joins them in the pit and um i think they're going to a bar together to screamers right nope another bar that i completely oh, I wrote right. this in my notes. it's called one eye it's a biker one bar i forgot about one eye i know i said there are so many okay so the things i've started to make a list of and we might eventually post it for our lovely listeners uh the clubs that get mentioned as well as the songs that specifically get mentioned in these like i wrote down um what did i had oh that Dreamweaver was playing at one point even though that's oh tupac tupac's are you still down so i said i think i'm gonna just keep i have to keep a running list of all these things i think tupac though plays in a lot of those books vicious loves to listen to tupac a lot him and jay-z i think are the yeah, two yeah him and jay-z are vicious top uh people and mims and, and i was surprised that ludicrous got mentioned i was like wow okay I don't know why I was shocked that Ludacris got mentioned, but I was. I know. Hmm. Ludacris. Um, so, okay, so they're going to an eye to party mm -hmm. because Butch is in a mood. I mean, not Butch. Rage, Rage. is in a mood. Rage needs to let some energy out. Um, and we will find out why he needs to let that energy out in the next couple of chapters. Yes. And he only does it th through two things. Either he fights, or what does he do, Colleen? Um, he has a lot of sex. Yes, that's true. He, he does he, lots of it. Uh, from the outside, it it's very much perceived that he's like a sex addict, and he's very much a ladies' man. Um, but as he describes it, and he actually gets very upset. Um when tour with tour he actually gets very upset with tour tour and him butt heads a lot in this book and it's you know just i think that's that makes sense as you're reading it and you understand um but he's just like i do it because i have to not because i enjoy it because he's trying to keep as we find out he's trying to keep something at bay from hurting other people mm -hmm. and he doesn't, so he's like, the only way to keep this thing, on, to feed a hunger, if you will, to, fe to feed the metaphorical hunger. So it, 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 the metaphorical hunger, as well as the literal hunger, he tries to drown it out with sex, food, or fighting. And he, and yeah. he wasn't getting much of the fighting, so he's like, all right, sex is what it was. And Butch cock blocks him because they have to head home at one point, and he's then but when Butch finds out why, he's like, oh, man, I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But but before we get to discovering why Rage has all the sex in the world, at the, <laughs> we meet yes. our female lead, as you were saying, Gata. Yes. So we meet Mary, Mary Luce. She I is her a... I know. You know what? I forgot it too, but um, when she was talking about her mom, that's when I remembered. Yes. 
I'm like, so, I completely forgot her, her entire background. <laughs> and I felt I know. horrible. <laughs> I was just like, you are so important. But I remember you like as you are now, not like. As she were, yeah. Yes, before you, like when you first came to the world. Yeah, you see, a lot of them I re I only like I when I'm reading this, I'm like, um, oh, I forgot. This is how you were. That was part of your, per you know, like that's how y you were when you were younger. Like that's how she was personality-wise. Like there was there is so much involvement as you um, read the books that it's um, you know you forget how unevolved, if, if that's a word, um, the characters were when we first uh, when we first uh, meet them. Yes. So Mary Luce is, she has a Civic. It's her car. Yes. <laughs> she lives in a, um, uh, it's, it used to be a barn that is now made into a home. Um, she works part-time at a law office. She used to be a special ed uh, teacher um, uh, at one point in life, but she had, um, cancer and she's now in remission and um she's thinking of going back to teaching we also find out that she works she volunteers at the suicide hotline uh, a couple of nights a week um she's uh, all in all a good person who's trying to do good in the world um yeah, and she's a normal human being. Her neighbor is Bella. Bella is um, her closest neighbor, and she considered a friend. Um, what else? Oh, oh. when she, she comes home, she uh, listens to her messages. She's talking about how beautiful she loves her house. It's nice that she has her own space. She loves her house. She's very happy with it. It's It feels like her home. Um, you know, she chose everything to match her personality, which is very, very nice. Um, and then she's listening to um, messages. One is from someone from the hotline who says, you know, if you want to cover me, that would be great. I, I have a thing. And then um, the other one is from her doctor's office. And the doctor's office is saying, hey, in regards to your, um, it's your physical, we need to do a follow-up if you can come in to the office and, you know, let's, let's do this very soon. She hears that, and that triggers all of this anxiety inside of her. Understandably. Yeah, definitely, because, you know, her history, um, and you find out later on that she nursed her mother through, through cancer as well. And so then um, very much genetic. Yeah, it's a, so she, she kind of knew what's going to happen if, she, if it comes back, like how her life is going to be. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, you know, for, for people like, it's, it's sad because when I was reading this, um, you know, we heard about Chadwick Boseman. Yes. So, um, it's, 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 uh, and it's real because, you know, um, my mom had colon cancer and, uh, it just did it like it touched a nerve in me mm. because it's, 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 it's a very difficult, um, like I feel for his family 
Mm. So much, so much, because it was a nightmare for mine. Um, right. I mean, thank God my mom is fine and, you know, and everything, but um, he's not. And that's that's just very sad. And I just feel so bad for his family. So when I was reading this, um, it just reminded me of all of these things. It was a little bit emotional. Oh, um, about it. Yeah. No, I, it was, I, that was the other thing when rereading this, I was like, oh man, I forgot how emotional the story is not just because it's like when you're hearing rage's internal monologue, even in the first, like first chapter of how depressed he is with he, the life that he has, um, he, he pissed off the scribe virgin. So that's why he's rendered with a curse. Yeah. And he hates it. He, he, he understands it's a curse for a reason, but it's just like, he's like, he's basically ready. Like if he dies one night, he's fine with it because it's better than what he, the, the agony that he's living through. And I think with rage's book, I mean, not that you don't see it in wrath's book, but here, um, you definitely start to more explore like their internal, like, okay, they're there. This one rage is very much this beautiful thing on the outside, but you don't know the struggles that he's going in, going on within him like because he's like he can joke around and like he'll he can talk shit but he's going through this thing of just like nope i don't want to be in this existence anymore he's like i would rather just have like one female to come home to for the rest of my life and i would actually be happy for a change and then you meet mary who she's gone through so much but she still wants to help other people but then it's like, oh man, she's going through something that's a very real thing. Something that is, I think the most, I think the most human, th- like the most human thing to separate the vampires yeah. and the humans um, at this point, like cancer is the ultimate human thing, I think. Yeah, it is the ultimate human, you know, like, because again, it's not, it's a disease that we don't have a cure for. Right. And that's the other. And so. And that's the other thing, because the vampires can pick up on certain things, like um, Bella, who we find out is a vampire, she picks up on, oh, she knows exactly what it is without Mary having to say, oh, it's this cancer thing. And Ray- even, before, even before Mary knew. Right. I think, yeah. And it, it's like one of those things that it sucks knowing, and it's like, oh man, okay, so we know that Mary has cancer and she's the female protagonist. And you're just like, uh Oh, like you're, you're gonna, you're gonna be on an emotional roller coaster for those of you who, I mean, people have their issues for those of you that read, read like fault in our stars um, for the YA novel, things like that. You might have like those kind of like that same feeling, I think of just like, uh Oh, where's this going to go? How is this going to end? Um, again, and also the problem is she's a human and he's a vampire. Yeah. But again, we're only on like, we're not, when God and I were writing our notes for the show, we're like, wow, we're not even on chapter two and so much happens. I know. Like I have, a, I don't even, I have pages and pages of notes. And it's like, she packs so much stuff into one chapter that you're like, oh my God. It's like, how, 
how are we going to cover all of, I'm like, there's like so much important stuff that it's like, okay, we have to cover this. And we have to cover that. And it's just like, oh, there's also this heartbreak that's, you know, like behind it. And um, so also through Mary Luce, we get introduced to another character that um, he can't talk. Uh, he's mute. He can communicate, but she doesn't, she doesn't know that yet because they haven't met in person. He just calls the suicide hotline to hear her voice. Yes, and we meet him. Yeah, we meet him in, in chapter three. Yes. But we meet somebody else before chapter three, don't we? Is that not when we find out about the um, special thing that's inside Rachel? No, 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 that's not yet. Because oh, I have it written down. Sorry, I wrote down because I was going to re read an excerpt if anybody wanted me to. Um, this the end of chapter two is when Rage asks um, if he ever. Um, yes, you're right. He ever this is what he says. Only one thing I care about: Am I going to live in long enough to get away from my curse? You know, find a slice of calm. Mm. And then he's like, "No, I don't want to know." And then V tells him, "Your destiny is coming for you, and she's coming soon." He's like, oh, like, what, a female? Like, I, you know, like, what is that? He's like, she's a virgin. He's like, you're kidding. He's like, N do you think I'm kidding? Um, and he's like, oh, wow. Um, and then Guns N' Roses starts playing. So, you know, there's <laughs> and that. Also, and I think this is the first time, because I don't think it happened in Dark Lover, where we're, uh, we start to see uh, Vicious's premonitions. Oh, yeah, his other talents. His other talents that we discussed, like in Vicious's story, but this is like when they first start to appear to us, the reader, um, and why he's scary because his eye uh, is a blackout, like when he's having a vision, like it, it can, like he, when, it's kind of like he's talking to the ether and he's like, no, this is what's going to happen. Like, there's going to be a virgin involved, but it's yeah. all like everyone's like, okay. I, uh, we don't mess with it, but we 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 take it for what it is. That's also um, as we find out later why Butch is still around because Vicious has had visions of him um, that he is important to the world um, because even though he's human, he has a certain level of importance. Vicious has had visions of him, so Wrath is like, okay, the human can stay, the cop can stay. That's what they call him, the cop. Butch. Anyway, I should. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to Mary. Mm -hmm. uh, Mary is going towards her, um, the suicide hotline. Mm -hmm. um, and then she's thinking about it because she's thinking about the, the call from the doctor's office. And she's like, it could be this. It could be that. It could be this. It could be that. I shouldn't panic. I shouldn't think um, you know, negatively. I should think positively and um, all of that. And then... Um, she gets the normal call from our friend who we'll meet soon. Um, and then, um, and uh, then what happened? Oh, and then she they tell her that, yeah, she, she gets, she gets very defensive of the call because I guess the supervisors ask her, her about it. And then they tell her that she needs to take a break. So now, she has a phone call that she's worrying about. 
the message from the doctor and now with the prevention uh, hotline people are telling her you know what you need a break it's getting too personal for you and you're protecting the other person you just you can't volunteer anymore so you know like that's just not um it's, it's not the time for mary to not have something to think about besides that doctor phone call and that's when we meet uh she goes home and she goes outside to her pool and we she sees something in the distance. Yeah. And that something in the distance is named John Matthew. John Matthew. Oh, oh my God. I forgot. I'm like, uh, John Matthew, he is a very small male, as she comments. She thinks he's like a teenager. And he's very quiet. And... She goes, are you deaf? And then he goes, he shakes his head and he's, a, and she goes, do you understand sign language? And he's taken aback because he's like, no one's ever been able to understand him. And he's just like, he's so used to people brushing him off because he can't talk. Yeah. And he goes, and then he explains to her, he goes, no, I've been, I always make sure you get home okay because the, where the suicide hotline is, is not in a very great neighborhood. So I always want to make sure that you're safe. He has very protective instincts. And then we officially meet her neighbor, Bella, but she doesn't know Bella is a vampire yet. Um, but she comes over to hang out with the two of them. And she interprets uh, because Bella doesn't understand sign language. And Bella sees something on his wrist that sets her off <laughs> of like, yeah. uh oh, that means something and he goes oh I just have dreams of these things um and you know that you know that see you know that they've seen these that she's seen these things so Bella runs off and she calls up the Black Dagger Brotherhood so apparently there's a hotline call the brothers yes I would like to dial said hot no I would not no I I'd be um, afraid <laughs> I, I would totally do it. I would totally do it. I would All be right. like, hi, I need help. <laughs> They're like, uh, why is this? had this human get this number? We're changing like, the number. <laughs> They'll be like a blocker at all costs. Right. Uh, oh, just would come and like delete all your files on your computer. <laughs> Listen, he'll delete my memory. I'll be like crazy person. It's it's like, no, thank you. It's all right, B. I'm not, I'm not going to die the number. Um, so she calls the hotline, leaves a message. Um, she gets a call back and it's Tor, uh, cause Tor, you know, answered the phone call and she tells him about John Matthew and, um, Tor is like, all right, tomorrow morning, we're going to send a car. Um, and you bring him with you. He's, and she's like, well, he doesn't speak, but there's an interpreter and she's human. She's my friend. He's like, I bring her with you and she's like uh no she's my friend like don't harm her she's like don't worry we're not gonna harm her she'll be fine and um she's like all right she goes back to mary and she tells uh john about how you know um there's these uh school of martial arts and you're gonna like them and they're really nice and they want to meet you and all of that stuff to and normal people this would sound sketchy i, I just <laughs> 
Listen, it sounded so sketchy. I was like, how is is John is all right with this? Like, what is happening here? And Mary has a feeling. She's like, I don't know about this. But John Matthew is so excited. Um, I, I think he sensed, you know, yes. there's a sense in him that this is, I'm supposed to do this. So he's like, yes, I want to go. So Mary goes with him. And it's oh, fitting that I feel that it was Tor on the phone. Yeah, because of the yeah their past, and then what we what our future in yeah. future books. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's... Again, we'll get into that. We're jumping ahead, man. With with Rage's book, like again, Dark Lover set it off, and now with Rage's book, I feel like oh wait, but now this is like how much foreshadowing there was to future, like what like reminders of what happens in later books yeah. happened to me a lot more with this than it did with Wrath's book. How about you? Because Yeah, because Wrath was the base. You know, we it's like there is no history before that. But then, and there is, uh, I don't know, it was the base. We still were introduced to the characters. Um, I We didn't yet see everyone or meet everyone. And it was more about Bella, Butch, and Wrath than it really was about anyone else. And then... Right. Here we see the others more, and we meet the others more. So it's um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, you no, know, I, I there were so many things that I when I was reading, I was like, oh, I you know this 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 pertains to this. This means this. I remember in the future, like when they do this, it's you know. Yeah. Well, so now we jump back to the bar and uh, Butch finally arrives at the bar after trying to talk to Marissa and it was unsuccessful. And now they get a call um, because this is after Tor gets the phone call about John Matthew that they're all like, oh, we want the brothers to come back because we have to talk. And so what, so now they, so Butch has to cock block rage. Yes. Uh, and much, and rage is all like ag really aggravated. And now on their way back to the mansion where they're all living, they spot a bunch of lessers because they're torturing one lesser because he screwed up. And they, so like Rage is the first one out of the car. And so they're all, they're all fighting the lessers and then uh, Rage gets shot. And B is like, yells at Butch to get in the effing car. And Butch is like, what? We're fine. Like, it's fine. And like, Vicious basically pulls like a, a like, like a linebacker kind of move and gets uh, Butch in the car, of which now I am going, <laughs> if no one minds my excerpt reading. Please, please read it. Please, thank you very much. <laughs> okay. So, if anyone wants to read along, it's page 39. Cop, get in the effing car. The vampire hauls his ass. Legs pumping like a he's about to get served. What about rage? Butch didn't have the Butch didn't get a chance to get the rest of the sentence out. B hit him like a pile driver doing a grab and drag and ended only way with both of them in the escalate and the doors were shut. Butch turned to the on the brother. We're not leaving rage out there. A mighty roar split the night, and Butch was slowly turned his head. In the clearing he saw a creature, some eight feet tall. It was built along the lines of a dragon with teeth like a T-Rex, a, sh a slashing pair of front claws, the thin flickering in the moonlight, powerful body, tail covered with iridescent purple and lime green scales. Sexy, huh? <laughs> Very. 
What the hell? Butch whispered, fumbling to make sure the doors were locked. Rage is in a really bad mood. <laughs> the monster let loose another howl and went after the lessers as they were toys. And it, good lord, there, w- there wasn't going to be anything left of the flares, not even bones. Butch felt it beginning to, felt himself beginning to hyperventilate. Dimly, he heard the sound of a lighter being teed off and glanced across the seat. V's face caught and held the flare of the, of the yellow and the hand rolled with shaky hands. When the brother exhaled, the tang of the Turkish tobacco filled the air. Since when has he, which turned back to the creature featured playing the clearing, totally lost in the train of thought, rage pissed off the scribe virgin. So, he, so she cursed him. Gave him 200 years of hell. Anytime he gets too worked up, presto changeo, pain is set off, anger, physiological frustration, if you feel me. Butch cocked an eyebrow, and to think he had gotten between that guy and a woman, never pulling that kind of stupidity again. So this is when we meet Rage's other half, his beast. As they call it. They call it the beast. They did not, there was, there's no other name for it. Mm. So, yeah. It gets, uh, it, it's it's kind of like that. It reminded me much of the Jurassic Park when you meet the T-Rex a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's true. When you meet Jane, Jane the T-Rex. Yeah. In case anyone didn't know, yes, the T-Rex in Jurassic Park is named Jane. Um, yes. Really? Wait. Yeah. Yes. T-Rex is named Jane. You didn't know that? I thought I did know the names of the T-Rexes. I guess I didn't know. I thought it was a different name, but yeah. um, all right. Well, what's up, Jane? Yes. Uh, well, because it gets explained in the books, but all the dinosaurs, uh, well, they were male, but then they changed over to female so they could spawn. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, sidetrack. Okay. That was a different sidebar. So, Butch, uh, they meet the beast. And so Vicious explains, like, when he's in that form, he, he's like, I, he doesn't know if you're food or, you know, friendly. It doesn't care. It doesn't register anything. Just it knows it needs to attack and kill. And this is the thing that Rage was afraid of and is constantly afraid of. Like, if he lets this thing loose, he's going to hurt people and people he cares about. So... And now he cares way too much about Vicious and Butch, especially like these are his close buddies. So he's like, he really does. And like, that's his first concern when he comes back to being rage of like, I didn't hurt you guys, did I? And um, you see how, how sweet rage can really be of like yeah. how um, he's just active. Like, he has of his um, people, but also again, but also that he's a lot more, um, like, not that Wrath doesn't feel, but Wrath is all, like, very, like, you know, tough persona, and he, it's, it still carries through where his rage is, like, he's, it's, like, he is tough, but it's also, like, oh, on the inside, he's very much, not, I don't want to say mush, but he's, he's, a, he's a lot more in tuned with certain, like, in tuned with certain feelings, I think. Yeah, he is, for sure. He is definitely more in tuned with certain feelings than um, the others, I think. Um, he's more comfortable expressing his feelings. Yes. He's more comfortable talking about his feelings. Um, 
with the right people, not well, like you know, a random person in the street, yeah. but like yeah. he's he's more open than the rest of them to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So then after uh, they get uh, Rage home, because that's where he wants to go, um, and then the meet cute occurs. So when Rage is in that. Um, after Rage becomes the um, beast and it's back to being Rage again, he is in a physical state where he can't see, he can hear, he's physically weak. So they have to take care of him. Like they have to be there for him. So the funny part is um, you open chapter six. So in between the two, uh, between um, chapter um, in between, before chapter six, you meet Mr. O and Mr. X, um, well, and they are mean, important. Yes. Well, um, I wanted to we establish the meet cute first, and then we'll go back to Miss. Well, because we met Mr. X. Yes, in, it is that yeah, Mr. in Wrath. Yeah, in Wrath's book, but now he has two new. Well, there were two new recruits, Mr. O, um, Mr. O, who is not happy with the lesson he. He likes the killing part, but he still tries to get back to his previous life. He wants to be human again with feelings and things and girlfriends and, you know. Well, one particular girl. That's Jennifer. Yes. God help Jennifer. Um, anyways, so Rage needs help. So now they're taking him home. <laughs> they're, um, they're, they're giving him a shower. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, this is not, there's no, this is, there's nothing sexy about this. This is just like. No, it's just really funny because uh, Butch is like, um, uh, Butch is, what does he say? Uh, oh my he's God. Like, what do he say? He's like, is this too hot for you? He's like, no, I can't see. He's like, just as well. No reason for you to know what we look like. Make it together. Frankly, I'm traumatized enough for the both of us. And that is not the only time Ray, uh, Butch ends up taking a shower with a man. <laughs> oh my god. Because, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, it's so funny. Yeah, so they're taking so they're taking care of Rage and so now, like, Rage is basically blind and stumbling around when Mary, who was Mary, Bella, and John were brought to the man's, but they don't know that they were brought to the man's. They're waiting for Tor and Ray just like stumbling around, basically like drunk down the hall, you know, down the hallway. And he bumps into Mary and does she say, oh. no? yeah. And he's all, he is very much aroused by Mary. And Gada, do you want to read that part? Oh yes, hold on. So okay, before before we do this, so they get into the car. Mary's like, "Are you sure this is like you know safe?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it's fine. This is this is a training place." Um, she's like very um, you know, she's very it's, it's a very sketchy. So now <laughs> we understand. Yes. So rage is you know as Colleen said, he's stumbling the hall, and he he feels someone and he grabs that person and that person is mary he realizes it's a female 
um, he realized that her, um, I'm going to read this. Go right ahead. It's, it's going to be a long paragraph to read, but it's all right. I'm okay with it. He spun around and yanked the figure out of a doorway, grabbing it by the throat, forcing the body into the opposite wall. Too late, he realized it was a female, and the high-pitched gasp shamed him. He quickly eased up on his grip, but he did not let go. The slender neck under his palm was warm, soft. Her pulse was frantic, blood racing through the veins that came up from her heart. He leaned down and drew a breath through his nose, only to jerk back. Jesus Christ, she was a human, and she was sick, maybe dying. Who are you? He demanded. How do you? How did you get in here? There was no answer. Just quick breathing. She was utterly terrified of him. The smell of her fear, like wood smoke in his nose. He softened his voice. I'm not going to hurt you, but you don't belong here, and I want to know who you are. His throat undulated. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Mm -hmm. Under his hand, as if she were swallowing. My name. My name is Mary. I'm here with a friend. Rage stopped breathing. His heart skipped a beat and then slowed. Say that again, he whispered. Um, my name is Mary Luce. I'm a friend of Bella's. We came here with a boy, with John Matthew. We were invited. Rage shivered. A balmy rush blooming out all over his skin. The musical lilt of her voice, the rhythm of her speech, the sound of her words, it all spread through him, calming him, comforting him, chaining him sweetly. He closed his eyes. Say something else. What? she asked, baffled. Talk. Talk to me. I want to hear your voice again. She was silent, and he was, he was about to demand that she speak when she said, You don't look well. Do you need a doctor? He found himself swaying. The words didn't matter. It was her sound, low, soft, a quiet brushing in his ears. He felt as if he were being stroked on the inside of his skin. More, he said, twist, twisting his palm around to the front of her neck so he could feel the vibration of her throat better. Could you, could you please let go of me? No, he brought his other arm up. She was wearing some kind of fleece, and he moved the collar aside, putting his hand on her shoulder so she couldn't get away from him. Talk. She started to struggle. You're crowding me. I know. Talk. Oh, for God's sake. What do you want, what do you want me to say? Even exasperated, exasperated. Her voice was beautiful. Anything. Fine. Get your hand off my throat and let me go. Oh, I'm going to knee you where it counts. You laugh. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I, I like... It's just like this whole because this whole thing goes on and he's and he's like getting utterly aroused, like the most aroused I think any man could get from a woman talking. And exactly. And it ends with, well, not ends, but he's like, he wants her to say something and he goes, hell, say anti-disestablished. I can't even say the word. Um, I don't know. I have to see. It's um, page 63. He, oh, it's, God. Yeah. Hell, say anti-disestablished. I can't. Okay. Anti-disestablished. Establishment Iranianism. <laughs> I think we it. both we slaughtered that word sufficiently. But heads up, please keep that sentence in mind for future reading. Um, that's all I have to say uh, without spoiling anything. But yes, keep that in mind for future reading. But I, what Mary says about herself 
prior is that she's a nondescript female. Like she could easily get lost in the crowd. Like yeah. she's not um she's what um it, the another like the tropes in romance novels, I just have to say is like he's like this very beautiful man and she's like this so so looking girl. Like Bella and yeah. Edward had that same dyna- like dynamic of like Okay, so there's a girl. Who, and I think even Claire and Jamie have it. Like, Jamie is supposed to be very good-looking, and Claire is kind of so... Really? I, th- I think in the books, if I recall, she's like... Because she's, like, just a little too tall, Claire, I think. If mm. I, I can't... Uh, when we read, But it's just... It's a trope of, like, the girl is not... like is she, Mary is would be a Mary Sue for what I think would... Like, somebody could easily... Um, see themselves being this person like they're not like they can easily insert themselves in the story um i like i am i i think i'm (laughs) not doing it justice but that she's she could be forgotten in a crowd whereas rage is the opposite he stands out um like everybody notices notices him and for him right now since he can't see anything it's it's just the sound of her voice and like that's all he needs to beckon him back to reality or that's the yeah. only reality he wants and it's it's very much appreciated <laughs> sorry to interrupt I you gotta no no it's fine i was getting to it way too much um <laughs> no, it's, but listen and we're only on page 63 and this page, this book is 441 pages long <laughs> I know, I know, it is. Um, but um, it's one of the things we talked about, that the reason why I really like these, for with the exception of one person in the whole series, beauty, outside beauty, really has nothing to do with the women of the, of the series, of the Black Dagger Brotherhood. Like, they are more interested in the inside person, and usually they're attracted to the other senses of the um, of the of their partner, yes. um, which is why I love this series very very much, and I love romance in general because believe me when I tell you most romances don't um, concentrate on the society's um, what do you call it um, beauty expectation. They go further than that um, because again, beauty our beauty is in the eye of the beholder basically. And it's true because other people find certain people attractive. We don't find, not every person on this earth find the same person attractive to the same degree. Every person is attracted to certain things. And that's what, um, you know, drives us to want to know that person a little bit more. So right. that's why I really like this, these books. It's, it's, um, and it happens later in the book. Um, we could skip ahead and go back, but they, uh, they're because tr- since Mary is there, they want they also want to know how much she knows about John Matthew of like what about his background because he doesn't really know much of anything. So Rage is because he's attracted to her wants to find out. He vol- volunteers and he's like, "I'm going whether anybody likes it or not. I'm gonna find out from her." So he takes her on a date in air quotes um they meet at like tgi fridays, TGI fridays. Like, and 
So Mary is there and she's just like, yeah, I'm waiting for somebody and gets water. And the waitress is like pleasant, but then rage walks in and everybody stops to look at him. And she's like, oh man, um, they, and what she doesn't know, her memories have been scrubbed from the night before. So she doesn't remember meeting him. Um, and she just know that she's being set up by a friend of Bella's. Right. And when he comes in and the hostess mistakes like who he's describing and brings her to a different table and he goes, no, I'm looking for Mary Luce. And she's like, oh, no, that's me. And when he sits across from her, the waitress even says, oh, and are you going to split the meal with your sister? And she go- he goes, no, this is not my sister. This is my date. <laughs> and he gets very on the def- defensive about it. Because he's like, oh, no, why would anybody that looks like him be expected to be on a date with her? And she gets very self-conscious about that. And she's continually self-conscious throughout the whole book. Um, Because and But Rage is like, nope, I am here for you. I am sitting here wanting to be with you because there is something about, like, I can't place it. Like, of course, because... It's the it's page sixty three. He can't place why he wants to be with her yet, <laughs> uh, but he knows he wants to be. Well, I mean, that's the, remember what I said last episode. It's 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 very hard for us as humans to decide why is that person um, we're attracted to that person because it's just there's no really logic to it it's not because they're tall or blonde or not blonde or green eyes or regular eyes or like i don't know the way they smile their teeth like it's it's not it's just it's a thing it's a feeling it's a it's a sensation it's it's something in our dna that it connects us to that one person i mean it could connect connect you to more than one person but there's this one person that it doesn't really matter anymore um and that's what Rage is feeling about Mary because it's her voice. And even when they meet and she started talking, he's he's like, "Oh, that's it. That's 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 the one. That's what I want to hear." It's definitely yes. in her voice, in the in the sensation, in the vibrations. There's something that in the way she talks to him that calms him down, and it's just so attracted to him, um, attractive to him. So it's okay. it's it's really beautiful. I I love okay. this story. So you're gonna yes. you're gonna catch us up on Rage and Mary. I'm just gonna give a little background about the lessers. So yes, please go right ahead. I will do the disgusting bit. So Mr. X oh. is back. He's continuing with his plan of how to draw out the uh, the brothers to continue in the war. And then he has his his companion, Mr. O, who he's trying to trust more with respon- more, with more responsibility. And he wanted to torture. Uh, this other lesser, uh, Mr. Mr. E, uh, but uh, that's when the brothers caught up with him. And so he has to get, um, he has to have a meeting with the Omega, which they don't go into detail as to what happens. We just know it's gross, um, for lack of better words. (laughs) Uh, But it's like, it left Mr. O like severely traumatized. He doesn't want to talk about it. Um, it's just, they had a meeting of the minds and I'm sure things happened that 
we don't we don't need to discuss children don't need to know about these things um, no no i really don't precious, want to yeah i don't our precious minds couldn't handle it i don't think the warden could handle it that's why she didn't write it uh that's just my opinion it could be wrong um maybe got edited out you know wisely uh so they're in the process of trying to uh and mr o got punished for what happened when the beast came out and he's like, no, I saw a brother. And Mr. X thinks he's making it up. He goes, no, he was there. And this is what happened. This is what he looks like. They were in this kind of car. And he's able to give all these full descriptions. And they're like, okay, we need to draw the brothers out. And so they formulate this plan. And they're like, okay, so throughout each of the chapters, they're working on this plan. And they happen to catch a, they're catching civilians, civilian uh, vampires to drag out the brothers. And there's a f- civilian that w- we met in the first chapter when they're at One Eye, who uh, Rage calls a brother chaser. Her name is Kath. And he's like, he wants nothing to do. He doesn't want anything to do with her because he's like, sh- she just wants to fuck him at, at, like as a trophy kind of thing. But Vicious has sex with her. And that gets her in trouble and gets the, her caught by the lessers at the end of the book. If I'm correcting me, if I'm wrong, Gata. Oh no, you're right. I think you're right. Okay. Again, I have. I remember. I bad, yeah, I have a bad habit of skipping over. That I'm like, uh, I wanted <sighs> like there's certain things I want to know, but then as I remember reading O's story, like he he's um he's becoming he's looking like a lesser. Like his hair is starting to, uh, he's becoming paler and paler. So he's still trying to dye his hair so he can kind of maintain that human like existence and it's yeah. not going well. And he has, he's dreaming of uh, his ex girlfriend, Jennifer. Jennifer, um, who she, that's significant, but that's not until the very end of the book and actually segues to the next book. But now we will get back to Mary and Rage. Gotta. Um, so I don't know. Should I read more? No. Um, uh, do you want to pick up a TGI Fridays now or so? Yeah. So basic. Okay. So, um, Tor comes in and he's like, let her go. And Bella's like, are you all right? And, but this is when Bella meets Sadist. Remember, we're not skipping this part. No, we are not. No, no. I'll let you take over. Yeah. So she's, um, um, she's so Bella opens the door. And she's like, "Oh my God, Mary, are you okay? Oh my God!" Because she's she sees the situation where Rage is crowding Mary. Basically, he's all up on her, and then Tor is like, "Rage, you need to let her go. She's not for you." Um, she's like, "I'm." G- <laughs> he's like, I'm going to ignore them both. If you do the same, you can make them disappear. And it's just so funny because it's like, really, really, you're going to make them disappear? Um, (laughs) So anyway, I just can't. So funny. So cute. Um, So they take him away from her. Um, They like, you need to let her go. And he's like, see you later, Mary. She's like, I'm never seeing you again. Um, So Tor is now looking for for John and that's when Tor and John meet um, and he introduces himself uh, Mary's translating for them 
Um, I want to skip to, so Tor and Mary and John are talking about things and he's explaining, John is explaining, well, no, we shouldn't skip this either because John is explaining where he got the tattoo, what is he seeing? And one of the things he says to Mary is like, um, I dream of blood, of fangs, of biting. And then um, she translates that to Tor. But he says, John says to Mary, I'm not freaky. It's just, I don't know what this is. I, it's not like I want to kill anyone. Um, I just can't control what my brain thinks. And, he, and Mary's like, I, I know. So Bella is waiting in the corridor. Um, and she's like thinking about them. And she's like, oh, these people, they sound like she never heard, she heard about the brothers. She'd never met one. So she's in the corridor and then she's, um, what is she doing? She caught the sound of a rhythmic pounding in the distance and she followed mm -hmm. the sound. She's following the sound, you guys. And then she opens the door and then there is this magnificent male was beating the crap out of one of them, his back to her, dancing on the balls of his feet, light as a breeze. That's sadist, you guys. He's mm. awesome. Well, he's not awesome yet to our, our fair readers. That's true, he's not. He's, he's, he's a really creepy in here. Um, then, <laughs> yeah, he is. like, lie on the floor and we'll figure it out from there or something like that. I know it's like it's really really weird. Um, so, but it's wait, his... <laughs> in comparison, <laughs> so we have two meat cutes that occur in one book, and clearly Zetus is still the worst out of the two. Do you notice something though? In Rage and Mary, Rage is instantly, instantly. Um, we can see because he, you know, we we can tell he's instantly um, connected to Mary. In here. Bella is the one that's instantly attractive to Zadist. So it's like she's the one who seeks him out the second time. Um, so it's it's an interesting it's an interesting balance between the two stories, right? Um, so she's she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be here. Um, and then uh uh you know, like whatever, and yeah, it gets. You no, know, he says to her, "Get on your hands and knees. I'll take your apology from there." And then Fury co comes in to save her, and he's like, "You need to go," and she leaves. Mm. But she can't stop thinking about him. Nope. No, she, she can't. The same way Rage can't stop thinking about Mary, but with a little bit more. Yes. So, um, we go back to Rage. Um, he's fine. He's now normal. Wait. Wait, you forgot one thing about John Matthew. John Matthew shows off uh, something on his chest that. Um, yes, hold on. Where is it? It's it's rough. It's right after I think the Bella Zadist moment, and where John takes off his shirt to reveal to Tor that he has a um, has the brother Mark. Uh, when the brothers get inducted into the Brotherhood. They get a scar, star, scar, like. N you know what? No, that's before. Hold on a second. But, well, look at this. Well, I'm just because you're going to get back to Rage and Mary in a minute, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, he talks about kneeling 
front of an altar behind he sees walls of of, of jars and stuff right black yes. stone yeah um yeah yeah he does show them the his uh, what is it terror Yes, he shows him terror, but he also shows him the scar that he has on his chest, which yeah. means he is a brother. And um, I feel like I should say a spoiler here. I feel it. Okay. So if oh, you. Wait. Yes. yes, we can do the spoiler now. It's fine. Yes, we can. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, they'll find out. So it's fine. <laughs> if uh, you, dear readers, are, are only going by our podcast, uh, what we talked about. Uh, when Darius wanted to come back to the world and the scribe virgin grants his wish. Yes, he is reincarnated as John Matthew. That is kind of why he can't talk, but that's also why he has the brotherhood marking on his chest. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know that he's uh, reincarnated. Uh, they just know that he has to be related to to the brother, uh, to a brother somehow at this point because he has the marking and he has the name Terror. Um, so, but we we as the audience know that it's Darius. Yes, um, and it's interesting because um, you find out later that John um, chooses to um, live with the uh, Tor. Yes. So Tor becomes a mentor to John Matthew. While in the past, you find out in later books that Darius was the mentor, was Torment's mentor. So it's like a full cycle of, yes. um, you know, just went back full cycle. Yes. So anyway, so now it's the next day. Um, Rage wants to know everything about Mary and Tor is like, you need to leave her alone. And he's like, but wait a second, I can find out information about her. And Torment is like, all right. Um, so he calls Bella and he's like, you're going to set up an appointment, uh, not appointment. You're going to tell your friend to meet me at this place and you're going to tell her, you know, it, it's a friend. She's like a warrior. She's not of our kind and she's very sick. He's like, I know she'll be fine. Don't worry. Just do that. She's like, all right. Um, what name should I give her? He calls himself Hal E. Wood. <laughs> As in Hollywood, because that's yes. what they call him. Yes. Uh, I I laughed so much when I read that. It was such a beautiful play on words. It was. And it made me, it, it still made me laugh again on the reread. So, you know, like a joke is good when you still laugh again seeing it. Yeah. So now Mary uh, goes to TGF Fridays. She sits down, as Colleen said before. She's sitting in the back. She's waiting for Hal um, Ewood to walk in. And she's watching everyone. She's like, what am I doing here? This is, like, stupid. But, you know, I'm doing it as a favor to Bella. How does she not know that's a fake name? I, I mean, know. really. I know, I, right? I mean, that's like saying, like, I'm looking for Seymour, Seymour Butts. Like, come on. But remember, she's she's going through so much yes. internally that it's just maybe did not, you know, it didn't register in her head. Maybe. So anyways, she's waiting. Um, she's inside and sh then he walks in and she's like, this is this is this is the description. Um, she caught uh, out of the corner of her eyes. She caught a flurry of movement at the front door. Holy wow. A man had walked in into uh, walked into the restaurant. A really, really fine man. He was blonde, movie star, beautiful, 
and monumental in a black leather trench coat. His shoulders were broad as the door he'd come through, his legs so long he was taller than anyone in the place, and as he strode through the knot of people at the entrance, the other men looked down or away or at their watches as if they knew they couldn't measure up to what he he had going on. They can't. <laughs> they will never. Um, so anyways, she's like, um, she's like, uh, she's watching and the hostess is like, you know, playing with her hair and she's like, oh, hello. And she, and Mary's like, he notices you, like he can see you, don't worry. So she starts to look around to see who is he here for, right? And she's finding, like, she's like, oh, it must be the two blondes in the back. Um, no, uh, blonde, beautiful, really nice looking girl. And she's like, oh, that, he's for her. Um. And she, uh, but then he's like, I'm looking for, no, he knows who she is. So he's walking towards and he's like, hey. And she's like, hi yourself. He's like, oh, no, he walks to the other lady. And he's like, you're not Mary. Because he can't, he didn't see her, but he can hear her voice. So he knew that she's not. And she's like, um, hi, I'm Mary. And he's like, um, she she just, she, she. She's very disappointed in the way that she looks, or not that. That's not scrap this. Very Don't. self. No, she's self. She does become very self conscious, especially like when the waitress is like basically tripping over herself. Like she steals a plate of nachos for rage from another order, and she writes her phone number on a uh, yeah. on the on the napkin. Um, she is, is this you and your sister? Like you know, it's yeah. like. It's a pity, um, like in her opinion, it's a pity date kind of a thing. And she's yeah. like, listen, you don't have to stay. You can go. He's like, why did I offend you? Like, what did I do? So anyways, um, he's like, uh, this is how he describes her. If I may read this. We're doing Rage. a lot of reading. <laughs> I know, but you know what? Because it's beautiful. It's beautiful writing. Why not enjoy it? Rage stopped breathing and just took the human in. Oh, she was lovely. Nothing he'd expected, but lovely nonetheless. His, her skin was pale and smooth, like fine ivory stationery. The bones of her face were equally delicate, her jaw a graceful arch, running from her ears to her chin, her cheeks high and tinted with a natural blush. Her neck was long and slender, her, like her hands and probably, probably her legs. Her deep brown hair was put back in a ponytail. Um, there was nothing, absolutely nothing about her uh, that courted notice. She wasn't anything like the females he went for. And she held his attention like a marching band. That <laughs> is a beautiful, beautiful sentence. Um, and it keeps getting mentioned over and over again. Like Zadis mentions it when she gets brought to the mansion. Like he's, she's not the type that he usually goes for. And it's like, I I get where it's coming from, but it's like, it's a repeated blow. I'm like, all right, we get it. She's not the usual type, but there's something there and it takes a bit for everybody else to see. And because Rage is so drawn to her, he's creating a problem with his brothers by doing this because they're in danger, in danger of the human world, knowing like they don't want the humans to know about them. And he's like, I'm drawn to her. I'm not, he, he keeps, he keeps breaking the rules. Um, yeah, he does. One thing, one other thing that I really like, one other sentence. This is, I think, maybe the last time I'll read something. I don't know. Maybe not. I got but, something to read, but, that's, <laughs> but it's two different characters, so continue. This one, he's like, 
because she wants to leave and he's like why are you going he's like listen it's all right let's pretend we did this i won't tell bella he's like why i really want to have dinner with you she's like okay so he sits she sits down he sits down um when he was sure she wasn't going to bolt he sat down and tried to get his legs fit under the table you know because he's tall and all mm-hmm. he's taller <laughs> than Rand. He, yes. As she looked at him, he stopped shifting his knees around. Dear God, her eyes didn't match the gentle lilt of her voice at all. They belonged to a warrior. And that mm. is also a beautiful sentence right there. It is a very beautiful sentence. Yes. So because um, very tough. Yes, she is. She went through a lot. She is and a she's definitely still warrior. And she's going to go through a lot. Again, yeah. we're only on, what page are you on, God? 84. We're only in 84. Okay, gotta. I hate to say it, but we gotta speak. <laughs> so we're, no, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, but this is this is it. So they have dinner. They leave. Um, he scrubs her memory this time. No, he doesn't. He doesn't scrub her memory. He tries to kiss her, and the beast has a reaction. Yes, and the beast he wants Mary. And she calls the Brotherhood number. It doesn't get explained how she got it. But she calls the Brotherhood number to make sure he's okay. And Tor rips into him and he's like, you didn't scrub her memories? Because the longer... um, Now I have a question about this, but we'll get there in a minute. Uh, He's like, you didn't scrub her memories because the longer they're there, the harder it is to erase them. But when we discuss Jane and Vicious, because Vicious does erase Jane's memory, and they had a lot more time together. How I'm very confused. I think I think it's days. Mm, maybe I, or maybe I, because maybe. Vicious is who Vicious is. He's stronger. He has the ability. I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah, know. maybe I don't know. I, there are certain questions that I'm just like I I have questions <laughs> that I still don't even have answered. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. So. Uh, yes. So that's what, and so he's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll scrub him. I swear. Like tonight I will take care of it. I haven't gotten all the, he's trying to be all like, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. I'll, I got this. And Tor's all like, "Uh uh-huh. Like real. And like him and Tor butt heads quite a bit. Um, yes. So I'm going to jump, um, to chapter 14. Page 103. Not a big jump. But anyway, so Mary's home. Her fever is back, which means she knows that her cancer is back. Yes. Um, she It's late at night, and she wakes up and sees someone outside her. Now, this is the other part. Why would you open the screen door and let a strange man into your house? I don't know, but Mary Wait, did that. And so did Beth. And so did Beth. There's something it's wrong like, here. It's like, okay, these... These women, okay, I know, and we've said it, like, these women in these books are not making wise decisions at the beginning. Mm. Like, this is how, this is how a Karen Rose book would happen. Like, if this was a Karen Rose novel, these women would be dead. Yes, they would be. Yes, they would be. But again, because we know it's like, I I think it's it's, it's sort of like, when you're reading these things, you let a certain amount of things go. Cause like, if you think, if you put reality on it, it ruins the fantasy. So this whole thing is like a, a fantasy thing of like, why would you open up the door? I do have I another mean, explanation though. Go right ahead. And this might be a little, I don't know, but I think when you're, um, I mean, remember she, 
she still remembers him. She still remembers yes. the feelings that she had when she was with him. She's, yes. She has this, there's this thing that connects them together. Um, so she, she can't control the way she feels right now. So she no. can't, con she can't think um, like normal, like, oh no, I should be scared of someone coming at my door. Like, however, what, whatever time it is in the morning, I know this person. I want to know more about this person. I'm going to open the door for that person. It's a stupid thing, but it's normal. It's like a natural human reaction um, to to a person or to you know this attraction that you feel. You do stupid things. Um, mm. I mean, she didn't regret it in the end. It worked out for her, but other people do regret things. But um, it worked out for Beth. I mean, it worked out for Beth, and it will definitely work out for Mary. So he comes in. Um, she's like, do you want tea or coffee? I don't know what she wants to give him. Um, but, um, he walks in and they talk and, uh, they talk a bit more. Um, she offers him coffee, um, and then she cuts herself and he, he, um, He's, he, what does he do? Hold on. He sucks he, on the wound. Yeah, to seal it. And, and, and when he tastes her blood, he knows that she will not survive this. Um, he knows that this is the end of it. Like she, she has cancer and it's really bad and she's not going to survive this. Um, and she insult, <laughs> but she insults him and she's like, she says, God, you're like a stray dog I can't get rid of. Why don't you go pester someone else? And he gets really frustrated. Um, and believe it or not, now this is a different thing. By page 108, they still haven't had sex yet. By this time, at least Rath and Beth have had sex twice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just, uh, like, I think that um, it's just a sign that there's... Not, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but there's a deeper thing going on between Rage and Mary I, than just than just the physical stuff. I think because it's, it's the opposite of, uh, like I felt like it's the opposite of Beth and Rath, like, cause it was like that instant attraction and like, it's all of those things. Whereas I think because Rage is the sex pot, but like he needs that, like he needs to have that deeper connection and it's happening. Well, yeah, because he, to him, it's a physical, it's a phys it's like it's like um uh he doesn't connect it to anything special at the moment look right, right now to right. him talking to her knowing her spending more time with her is more of a connection than than um than sex is um yes. to wrath it was the opposite because wrath was not so free with his body right um, as as um as rage um i don't want to because because of the time, and I don't want people to get bored with us talking about Raj. So it details. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of things that happen in this book. Really important things. Um, a, so after when when she calls him like you know you're like a stray dog, he leaves. Um, she doesn't see him, but um, he comes back again. He spends the night um, in her <laughs> home. She has to cover him because he tells her he's a vampire. 
Um, well, she wakes up to him screaming because the sun. Yeah, because. Him. Yeah. And it's not automatic disintegration, but he gets like he gets like basically like third degree burns, and he's like, "Do you have ice cream?" And she's like, "I know that's my favorite favorite part." Uh, and he's one like, of my favorite no. parts. He's like, "No, I need it for the burns." So I don't yeah. think ice cream. Don't listeners, please do not put ice cream on actual burns. I don't think it helps. I don't know. I'm not going to research. Don't Google it. Don't do it. Uh, just go to the local ER. Or urgent care if it's that bad. Don't do the yeah. ice cream thing. I just feel that's a PSA that I we should put out there for the listeners. Unless you're unless you're a member of the Black Dagger Brotherhood, don't do it. Um, yeah, sorry. No, no, it's all right. Um, oh, we forgot to mention there's one little important thing. Uh, we meet Rage's GTO, which is also purple. Wait, GTO? His car. Right. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. His car is very significant. Again, for future reading. Hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. That's all good. Hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. Just like anti-disestablishment. Nope. Nope. Not going to try to say it. Not going to try. Anti-disestablishment. There. That's how I'm going to say that word. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So that and the GPO are very significant for future reading. So um, he's in her home. He's like, um, you know, uh, burning. Um, he gets her ice. She gets him ice cream. She tells him you're safe. No one is gonna harm you. And he tells her you're safe. You know, the, they both protect each other in that moment, and it was lovely. Mm. Um, and then, and then, he. T- how does she get to the Brotherhood house? What? Okay. Okay. So, uh, I always feel like I'm interrupting you and I apologize. No, no. Oh, she offers to cook him breakfast and he like dies for some reason when she does that. Well, what happened was, so he's going, he plans on scrubbing her memories because of what Tor had said. He's like, it's safer for her. if She doesn't know about us because these lessers are, targeting people who want to harm us and so he's like you have to scrub her memory so he's like okay i'm gonna take her on a date and then i'm gonna scrub her memories so that's why he brings out the gto and he's all nicely dressed and they get attacked by lessers in a park and he scrubs her memories but he doesn't scrub them far enough and he's like all right let me get you home safe and that's why he's like okay you know what i'll just just wait to see if the lessers follow because um they stole her purse so they know where she lives. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna, in that, when, after the omelet, and <clears throat> he <clears throat> does special things with his <clears throat> mouth. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, they yes. don't have sex. They really, honestly, their first sex scene takes a bit for it to happen. Yeah. But he does get very special with his mouth and his fangs. Um, so she already uh, knows he's a vampire when that occurs. But he's like, no, I'm going to take you back to where I live because there's people looking for you. And it just it's going to be for a couple days, so it's safe. And he gets himself into further hot water because now he's brought a human into the king's home where they're safe. And, no, and he's like, and when she tells Bella where she is, she goes, oh, my God, even I don't know where the brothers live. Because that's how protected they're, you know, how protected they are and how secret they want it kept. And 
she's like, oh my God, how is she there? She doesn't know how deep she's in this world. And so Rage is like, and they're all like, Rage, what the fuck? When he's yeah. there. And Zadis has his charming comments, but, and Tor, and Tor's like ready to lose his mind. And Wrath is also ready to lose his mind. And Tor's like the level-headed one. So it's like, if Tor's going to lose his mind, everyone's like, okay, that's not good. So he's like, you, and Wrath is all like, you disobeyed Tor. He gave you a direct order and you kept disobeying. And he goes, and he goes, listen, I love her. Um, or he doesn't say he loves her yet, but he's like, she's important to me. And he's like, what? You've only known her two days. And he goes, excuse me. And you knew Beth how many days? Like he's, he throws it back at Wrath. And he goes, why do you, and Wrath keeps like, why do you keep bringing my shelling up and, to, you know, into this? And he goes, but he, it's like, hello, we just went through this in three weeks ago. Why is it different? Like, why are the rules different? Kind of a thing for him. And they're all like, because she's human. And he goes, then fine, I'll leave. I will leave the brotherhood. And they're like, you're going to leave the brotherhood for a female. And he goes, yeah, she's that important to me. Um, so before saying, I love you, he's basically going to be ready to be like, he's showing people that he is. Yes. He you has know, no problem words, saying it. Yeah. You see, that's the thing. Words are easy. Words are Where? very easy to say. And people say them all the time. And, um, you know, they fool a lot of people by words. Words are easy, but action is not easy and he wants to take the action to protect her and be with her and he knows he has very short time with her he knows that she's not going to live for long so he's trying to protect that and that's what the brotherhood is not understanding yet that she does not have long to live but he does say she doesn't have long to live and like he's like i want to make the most of the time of it yeah, yeah. yeah. um most and he tells wrath that yeah he tells wrath that so he's like, well, you know, there has to be a punishment because he disobeyed um, Tor. And he's like, I'll take it. I, 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 you know, as long as she can stay here, I'll take it. So um, she, uh, Bella walks, not Bella, Beth is like, you're freaking her out because they start fighting and Mary's there. And she's like, you're freaking her out. Like, stop and it. And she faints. <laughs> and then she faints. Yeah. Because Bella opens her uh, Bella Beth Beth opens her mouth and she, you know she sees the fangs and she's like oh my god what am I doing? Um, so anyway, so now he gets uh, punished, and what happens is that they have to. Um, what is it? How Wait. do they punish him? Wait, before they they punish him, what happens is so because he's every time he's gets to the point where he's going to have sex with her or close to having sex with Mary, his, the, beast. the beast is itching. And um, what, what he, we don't find out until the, like closer to the end of the, the well, closer to the end is that the beast actually likes Mary. Like he, the rage and the beast have never been on the same page where this is the first time that they are on the same page. Like yeah. Ray, um, the beast likes her and he's like, he's trying to show that he approves of Mary and, and that's why the tingling is happening. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, so it's, but he doesn't know that yet. And so he's like, he's trying not because of the protective instinct that happens in the beginning, like when he's concerned with V and Butch, um, he's worried that the beast is going to come out when he has sex with Mary. Like that's what he's fearing right now. So he's like trying to tamper it down as best he can. 
And like he even goes and has sex with another woman to kind of take the edge off. And 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 Mary is really mad. She's yeah. mad. She's mad. Angry. Right. Rightly he, so. Rightly so. Um, but he hasn't explained the whole beast situation yet. But then it's after this is when he has to perform because the the scribe virgin because uh, Wrath has to go to the scribe virgin to find out what um, the like, punishment what, is. what the punishment is and she says it's going to be a rife which in the uh, the dictionary is it's a ritual manner of a saging honor granted by one who has offended another if accepted the offended chooses the weapon and strikes the offender who presents him or herself without defenses. And um, he's like, but my beast has a tendency to react. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. The scribe virgin has a way of tapering it off. And he's like, of course she does. Of course she does. <laughs> and she gives, she gives him a reprieve for a couple of days, which allows him to be with Mary. Yes. Um, and uh, so because Tor is the one that's offended, he asks for some kind of whip. And he's like, oh, this is going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Because all of the brothers have to administer the punishment to him. And Mary's like, when Mary sees him afterwards, and he's like, no, 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 this had to happen. And they're like, she's like, what the frick did you do? And they're like, he's like, it had to happen. It's so we can be together. And that's also when we meet another character named Layla. Because oh, yeah. Feed. Yes, he does. And he invites Layla. And Layla is a very Layla is a chosen. The chosen is um, the chosen are a group of women who live in the. Um, hold on, I'm going to read it because yes. I don't want to mess it up. The chosen, the chosen noun, a female vampire. Um, female vampires who have been bred to serve the scribe virgin, they are considered members of the aristocracy, though they are spiritually rather than temporally focused. They have little or no interactions with males, but can be mated to brothers at the scribe virgin's direction to pro propagate their class. They have the ability to pro prognosticate. In the past, they were used to meet the blood needs of unmated members of the Brotherhood, but that practice has been abandoned by the brothers. Except for rage. Except for rage. And in the future, you'll see that they this, this practice comes back. Um, um, so, so, yeah. Rage calls on the Chosen, and Layla comes in. She's expecting a lot more than just feeding, but she, when he explains to her, no, that's what I want is just the feeding. She's like, okay, no problem. And she invites Mary into it. She's like, he's not going to do it. And he's not going to be comfortable unless you're with him. And that's how Mary and Layla become friends because this is the start of their relationship, basically. Layla is a very um, important character. Just like John Matthew is important, Layla is important for a lot of different things. And um, yeah, and I love Mary. She's like, please let them. He's like, oh, I have to call upon the chosen to feed because that's how us vampire. We need a female of our race. And she goes, please let them be toothless hags. Like my her her self esteem can only take so much. So much, yeah. Now, so, uh, well, this is all going on. Um, Tor and John Matthew. That was uh, when we're ready. I will jump in with that. Um, so basically, I just want to wrap up Mary and Rage 
the the last of it because I, th I feel like we talked way too much about the beginning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, not, there is nothing called talking too much about the Brotherhood, but like, no. you know. We could um, go on for a lot forever. more hours. Oh my God. I think we could talk about this book for five episodes on its own. But anyways, mm -hmm. um, so Mary and Rage are, um, uh, he's feeding from um, Layla. Layla. And feeding itself um, inspires some sort of feelings <laughs> in Rage. <laughs> Of a tingly nature that when Layla leaves, he basically jumps on Mary. Mm -hmm. They do stuff. Mm. Um, which is, I think, that was like one of their first. Um, it's, well, it's the first without him having to. I think it's the first. Hold back. Yeah. Because it's the first without the beast for a very long yeah. time. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it, I feel. So I could, great. I could, yeah, I can control this. There's no one inside of me that wants to come out. This is great. So they do that, um, you know, have a lovely time. They enjoy themselves. And, and then, then he gets a gut punch in the morning when he feels the beast coming back. That's true. That's true. So the beasts come back and Mary has to go to doctors and um, he sends her, her blood test to Havers. Um, who was like, I'm sorry, but there's nothing like we don't have diseases like this, so we don't have any kind of solution for this. Um, so there's nothing really I could do. Um, he they go through a lot of things um, together. Mm. Um, he's trying to convince her, like the whole, like there's a part of the of the book where he's trying to convince her of his true, of how sincere his feelings are. And she's not believing him. And she's not, you know, she's like, I just don't believe you. I just don't feel that this is real and sincere because, I mean, look at you and look at me and look at the situation. Like, how is this even possible? Um, and then, um, and that's like where they are at one point. Uh, you want to jump into John Matthew? Well, so what happens now, so after John Matthew uh, met with Tor that one night. He's back to his, like, living in his crappy apartment, which is even worse than what Beth's was, because it's, like, he's the only one that doesn't have, like, uh, insects in his apartment because he doesn't have much food. He's drinking, like, inshore. That's basically his entire meal. Yeah. Because um, pre-trans males, from what I've mostly gathered, really can't eat that much. Um, and they're, they have very sensitive stomachs, so, like, Ensure is basically all he can afford and what he can drink. And Tor comes to him, and he's like, okay, you know, we want you to be, I know what you are, and he ex explains it, of, like, come on, come train with us. And he's like, I don't have any money. And he goes, you don't have to worry about it. Um, you can come work with us. And he goes, do you know anything about computers? And John Matthew's like, no. And he goes, don't worry, my brother V will teach you everything. And John Matthew's a little hesitant. Like, this is like the first sentence. He's like, I don't know. He's like, even though his life is not that great, he's just like, these are perfect strangers. And I'm a little leery. Um, even though I know that there's something, I'm still a little leery. And he goes, and so the tour is like, okay, when you're ready, just call, whistle. And if I don't pick up, just 
leave a message, just whistle on the voicemail and I'll know it's you. So John Matthew gets, uh, he runs into the lessers and he gets scared and he calls up Tor and leaves the message. So Tor comes to pick him up and he's like, all right, I'm going to be ready to go. And so Tor's like, okay, pack everything up, put it in my car. And John's still like a little leery. And then he hears Tor on the phone with Wellesley. And he's like, um, a, uh, a cell phone went off. Torment reached inside his leather jacket and flipped it open. Yeah, hey, no, I'm right here with him. A small smile broke on the, the man's lips. We're thinking it over. Yeah, I'll tell him. Uh, okay, I will. Yeah, I'll do that too. Wellesley, I, I know. Look, I know. I didn't, I didn't mean to leave it out. I won't do it again. I promise. No. Yes. Really? Uh-huh. I'm sorry, Leland. And John real uh John realizes he's talking to his wife. Um, and he goes, Yep. And he says that she's looking forward to meeting you. And also John sees how like uh Tor, who has this very tough military persona, could have been like, Oh yeah, the wife, you know, like bitching and moaning. He's like, No, he's just very respectful. And he's like, Yeah, I screwed up. And he's like, Are you ready to come? And John gets in the car. And so John ends up living with Tor and Wellesley. And he's like overwhelmed that people are welcoming and loving of him. And Wellesley recognizes that he's like overwhelmed by this. And so she's like, Tor, can you leave the room for a minute? And John just breaks down um, because he's just, he doesn't know how to process it. And there, and he's like, and so finally he, it's, not until he like gets in the room that he's going to be sharing that he, he realizes like that he's safe and he's meant to be where he's supposed to be. So um, he ends up living with Tor and is it in this book or the next book where they watch Terminator? Um, I think it's the next book, not this book. Okay. I think, I don't remember. I just read this. I know. I was trying to look for it while we were, while you were talking and I was like, I think, I think it's the next one. Oh man, I'm not ready for the next one. Um, so yes, and now that yes, yeah, so that's all the caught. Uh, what happened? So now, so John Matthew is settled now with the Brotherhood. Now we jump back into the uh, the heartbreak that is. Oh man, the trigger warnings of Rage and Mary. So before um, before he feeds from Layla. Mary goes to an appointment with Fritz, take her to this appointment where they confirm that the cancer is back and they have to start chemo right away. Mm. Like the, there is no other, like there, that's it. Mm-hmm. And she knows it's bad, but she doesn't want to freak him out. Um, she leaves, mm. she leaves, she ditches Fritz and leaves, goes to stay with Bella. And Bella's like, um, are you okay? Does he know that you're not there? She's like, no, I just left him. And Bella's like, oh, did you guys, were you guys together? She's like, do you mean, you know, we had sex? Yes. And she's like, um, did he, like, was there this special smell about you, about him? She's like, yeah, why are you asking? She's like, oh, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> so um, he finds her, of course. He goes to see her and he asks her, he asks her how bad it is. And she tells him it's really bad. I'm starting chemo next week. And she explains to him what she went through with her mom with the cancer and watching her mother die and all the feelings and all the hope that was dashed 
there was a lot of emotions happening while she was taking care of her mom and she does not want this on him and that's what she says to him so he leaves um they fight um mm-hmm. he leaves she runs after him and jumps into his arms and she's like crying i am not okay i am not okay right he takes her back and that's when he tells her i need to feed and that's when layla comes into the mix yes. um so they go through a lot of the yeah so mary is on the downturn and the brothers do feel bad for him because they see she's getting worse and how attached like that they're they're also very worried that he's not going to survive what whatever's going to happen to mary it's not so, going to be good. Yeah. So yeah. basically he tells them that, hey, Mary's getting treatment. Right now it's okay, but it's going to get really bad and I'm not going to be able to go out and fight. And they're like, you know, whatever you need, we'll, we'll be definitely, like Rath was very respectful. Whatever you need, whatever, you know, we'll, we'll make it happen. Um, she goes to one appointment. She does not leave the hospital mm. because this is it. This is it. This is the, they're like, there's the chemo's not working. Nothing is working. You have to stay here. Um, but before that, before that. I'm getting um, emotional as you're telling me. And I know. And like, we know it has a happy ending because they but have still. it in their book, but still it's just like, oh man. So <laughs> this is just like. <laughs> before that, the beast comes out. Like, uh, Rage yes. has a lot of feelings, and the beast really wants Mary. Mm. Really, really wants Mary. And um, the beast comes out, and uh, Mary is uh, in a field, and Mary is right there. Mary's the only person that he would listen to, which is really there. The whole the brothers were like, Are you crazy? She's like, You're crazy. You'll stay away from me. If you guys stay away, he's protecting me. And she's like, Are you protecting? Like, she talks to him like a dog. It's so cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she noticed she noticed the beast is very reactive to her um and her sound so sh- she convinced rage <laughs> that we could definitely um be intimate even if you feel that the beast is coming out it's not coming out it really likes me i understand your fear but like what's going to happen so she convinced the brothers to <laughs> um to shackle him to the bed <laughs> <laughs> and it is not as like it, it's the reason why I left because it's not so much as like what Vicious is into it's just like this is just they're all like dude you sure about this okay like they think he's the, gone nuts <laughs> yeah and and they're like we'll be right outside and Mary's like oh this is weird but I guess it's alright Um, and but it works it works um, and the beast is satisfied and happy. And now the beast and rage are in like in tuned with each other. They're, they're, yes. you know, they're finally one, one entity. They're not two entities fighting for the same body. Right. Um, after this, Mary gets, um, oh, okay, hold on. So he, get, he invites Bella, John, um, to the mansion so Mary has some company um, and that's when Bella meets Zetas again this is an important meeting mm-hmm. she not only meets Zetas but she meets Fury as well Ray um, meets Fury. 
Yes, and we, you know, um, but she, like, Fury is into her. She's definitely not into him. She's into his brother, Zadist. And Zadist is like, oh, you can't have him because he's celibate, but I, what I want, I take. And she's like, I'm not even, like, he, he comes, like, he's such an asshole to her. Like, really, really. And, but But she's still. For him to we be. find out we find out but yes. but she's very into him and she offers herself to him and he rejects her and it's heartbreaking for her um she you know she gets very emotional and she leaves um but anyways we go back to mary it's it's in mary's in the hospital rage is back home she's dying rage she, rage isn't there is it because it's the daytime or she doesn't want no, they went at night. No, but isn't there a part because he leaves while she's still? Yeah, and it's yeah. yeah. And Butch Butch goes and stays with her at the hospital. Um, but Rage dresses in his um, he in his uh, they like when they want to meet the scribed virgin, they have different clothing. It's more of a like um, I don't know what they like a. A ceremonial clothing that they have to wear and yes. he prays to the scribe virgin and she appears to him and he basically prays for mary to be cured of this disease and to live even if it means that she never sees him he never sees her um you know even if it means that they'll never be together again he wants her alive which is the ultimate ultimate true right. and- True love, like if there is any truer love, this is it. Um, It's a selfish, it's not a a selfless act because he loves her so much. And the scribe virgin's like, are you sure you want to do this? And she goes, what if I say you have to deal with your beast for the rest of your life? And he says, fine. It's fine. Not only that... She this is this is what she says to him. I can take her out of the continuum of her fate, make her whole and healthy. She will grow no older, she will never be ill. She will decide when she wishes to go to the fade. Um, I'll give her the choice to accept this. However, she will not know you. She will she and whether or not she consists, you and your world will ever you will be ever unknown to her. She will not be known by any of those who she has met lessers included you will be the only one to remember her everyone will forget her forget that they met her except you oh. i mean i hate he, the scribe virgin i'm sorry hold on <laughs> she he says to her you truly hate me and she's like no warrior i love you my child the punishment of the beast was to teach you to control yourself to learn your limit to focus inward he's like you're taking away my life you're taking my life from me and she's like that's the point it's yin and yang your life metaphorically for hers um you, the mal- balance must be kept which is i mean she's right right she is but i still hate her i'm sorry i know i know, I know. Um, he's like, so be it. So he agrees to this deal. He agrees to the deal where she will live however long, healthy for however long she wants. Everyone will not know her, but he will remember her forever. Imagine, imagine that. Imagine. So anyways, um, the scribe version goes to Mary 
and offers her the deal. Mary refuses the deal and makes a different deal <laughs> with the version. Yeah, so basically, Mary's like, um, "Hey, Fritz, take me to Rage." She goes home. He's like, "What are you doing? Get out! Get away from me!" She's like, "What's wrong with you? I'm healed. They did a scan, and the cancer is gone. I feel like so alive. Everything's great. We can be together." He's like, "No, you have to go." The scribe version appears, and she's like, "You need to chill out." She's like, "No, I didn't." He freaks out because she, he thinks she's gonna punish her. Um, and um, she's like, no, no, it's fine. You didn't tell me that she cannot have any more children. And he's like, Mary's like, yes, I can't have children. And she's like, so a life for a life. You guys can be together because you cannot give life to anything new. So a life for a life. Um, and that's how Mary and Rage become, are able to be together. Their life is intertwined with each other. So basically, Mary... The day Rage dies, Mary will die as well. Yes. Um, but she will live for as long as he is alive. That's the deal with the scribe version. Now, One of her few redeeming factors. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think I think we will talk about this, but everyone, including Wrath, including Rage, including Vicious, everyone is really judging the scribe version. A lot harsher than need be. Not everything in life is perfect. Not no. everything in life can be fixed, and not everything in life can be, you know, magically. Um, no, I get, I get that too. I, get, I mean, I get it here. Um, the life for a life, because at first I was like, wow, that's kind of like I thought it was sort of shitty. I was like, oh wow, because she can't have children, she gets to, yeah, like, and I understand. A, a balance has to be kept, but I think it was more or less through. I think probably looking at her through Vicious's eyes, but I yes, mean, I agree. And also Payne's eyes. Uh, we haven't met her. No, nope. but nope. but um, there's another nope. character we meet later through Payne's eyes. I think was really what cemented it for me. But again, when we get to Payne, I'll go more in depth. Um, yeah. But so yes, Rage and Mary get to have a happy ending, which is wonderful but we kind of get left on a little bit of a cliffhanger but it leads us into the next book but so we can pause for a second gotta we have so, to discuss our scale here um yeah we do have to yeah okay well, should so we say rage, what wait should we say what the cliffhanger no. is we will because no. it's going to lead our next because it's our next oh, okay 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 so what do you well i feel like mary Okay, let me tell you. Mary is definitely right up there. Yes. Even maybe a little bit further than Lizzie Bennett because she has survived so much. She is as rage. The reason why I read that paragraph, she is a warrior. She's a survivor. She's a fighter. And that's scale. Like she is right up there. Rage is definitely, definitely. On the Jamie Fraser. Oh, level. absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. He is like he's he's supportive, kind, generous. He's funny. Um, funny. He's 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 very sexy. Um I mean we don't see he's just he is the ultimate um man of this male world. of this world. 
um, he has his stupid days, as you will see, you guys, when you read the rest of the books. He's not the perfect, um, he's not no. a perfection, I should say, but he is a great example of a great male, I should say. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. I think his his character is a little more well-rounded than what Wrath was in his book. I mean, it takes, it, you know, I mean, his character, their characters do also evolve because they get revisited in a later book after the king, but we yeah, we'll be yeah, we will be back to them. Uh, but they are, and the beast is the title of the book is the beast. But um, I would say that yes, they are they are very much on they're on the same page in the sense of they're like how Wrath and Beth were in the middle, Rage and Mary are on the you know, the, the Jamie Frazier, Lizzie Bennett, like they're on that, that same level of this, like they're equally matched. Yeah. And yeah. they're, um, you know, it, in their outlook on life and, um, it's, it's like rages is, is a very, we meet him again in the beast and you'll understand why, I feel like Rage is, is um, a very good example of a Jamie Fraser, even maybe exceeding Jamie Fraser a little. Um, he is true to himself. He's true to Mary. He's yes. true to um, to the beliefs. Like his beliefs are always you know, like he he's not a faker in any way. He's mm -mm. he's a great um, ex example of a good human. Um, I shouldn't say human. A He's a great male. example of a good male, yeah. And which, you know, again, I think this book is very much of like, don't judge the book by its cover. Yeah. Very much. It's yeah. very much the pinnacle of that. Like, um, and of course, I think it's safe to say all the Black Dagger Brotherhood books are not safe for work. They are not safe for work. This book is definitely a buy for me. What about you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, come on. You're invested in the series at this point because, like we said, there is a cliffhanger. Now, as we mentioned, Bella and our lovely friend, Mr. O, oh. um, Mr. O kidnaps Bella. And that sets off our next book, which is so Lover Awakened, which is Bella's story. So what happens is that Mr. O finds Mary's purse. Right. And he goes to he goes to Mary's house. Bella thinks it's vicious fixing the security. She goes to the house, but she sees that it's not vicious. She runs to her home because her brother, which we will meet, um, fixed her home to protect her. But Mr. O was faster than Bella and he catches her. And um, she looks like Jennifer. Yeah, and she looks like Jennifer. She, he uh, um, kidnaps her. Now, Mary has to get some stuff from her house. She goes to her house, but she noticed there's something in the in her eye, like from Bella's house. And she's like, we have to go check. So, Rage and Mary go. Um, no, Butch and Mary go. And Butch calls the brothers, and he's like, you guys got to get here. Something happened. And he finds burned blood marks all over the place and they know that she was taken um zetas Her necklace is, yeah. was left behind yeah zetas is one of the first one to be there um 
And I feel like you should read this part and you should read the next part because Zadist is one of the, um, one of the, the next book is one of my favorite books. Like if I put, I should put like the rankings. <laughs> yeah, I really should. But um, his story reminds me of Xerix from the Dark Hunters. Yes. But I think um, it also, you know what, knowing his past, I feel also a little bit of sticks. Yeah. And sticks too. Yeah, for sure. Oh. It's, 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 and again, it's an emotional story. There's a lot going on. There's, um, and not just Zadist, it is emotional for a different reason. So I would say get your tissues. Get, oh, yes, definitely. Get definitely. the tissues because, oh, it's, a, it's a good book. It's a doozy. Like, you think like the stuff that happened with Mary, as far as like the her the the human nature, the cancer, and everything, that was a whopper. Oh, then Lover Awakens happens, and I know, <laughs> and none of us are ready. None of us are ready. I don't know if we're ready to discuss it. I think I think gotta we're 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 gonna need something a little heavier than coffee. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what we're well, gonna do. We're gonna have to find something <laughs> heavier than coffee to drink. I don't. I mean, you know what? Maybe we need to have some ice cream or our favorite comfort food, something. But no, yeah. But that is next time on the Romance Bar. Good night, Gata. Good night, Colleen. If you would like to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Romance Bar. You could also email us at romancebar at acp net dot net.